in the eighth chapter of the book of Acts in the Bible, New Testament, is a fascinating story about a man named Philip. Now, Philip is a member of the early church, one of the first few followers of Jesus. And in the story, he hears what the writer of the story identifies as the voice of God saying, go south. So he does. And as he does, he comes across an Ethiopian eunuch riding in a chariot, you know, like you do. And upon this encounter, Philip hears what the writer of the story identifies once again as the voice of God saying, go to that chariot and stay near it, which Philip then does. And standing there long enough, he hears the eunuch in the chariot reading from what we now call the Old Testament prophets. Readings Philip and his new religious community would have been familiar with. And from that moment, Philip then engages in a deeply resonant conversation with his new friend, in which he is asked to help guide and clarify the spiritual awakening already taking place in the heart, mind, spirit, and body of the person in the chariot. Which is to say that the entirety of this story is predicated on Philip's ability, capacity, and choice to listen. Without that choice and without that discipline of listening, there is no encounter, there's no relationship, and there is no story. In art, like in relationship, and I would suggest in good religion, listening comes first, every time. A number of years ago, uh, probably 15 or so now, a large group of teenagers from a different state <laughs> descended upon San Francisco, California, which is a city just next to where I live, and their mission was to call on the citizens of that city and its leadership to repent from sin and turn their eyes upon the Lord. Being from elsewhere, most of the rumors and the stories that they were familiar with about San Francisco were of the sordid type, we'll say. It was, in their estimation and in their understanding, a broken place, a broken city in need of rescue from the outside. Most of what they did with their time here looked a bit like protest. Gatherings on the steps of City Hall holding signs about repentance while singing songs they learned in church or at youth gatherings. And I'll be honest right now and tell you, I don't think the primary error here had to do with bringing their particular brand of the Christian religion to San Francisco. Instead, the thing missing here for me is that they did not at all talk to or listen to Christians whose religion was being lived out in San Francisco and included a deep love for that city. They did not go to the chariot and stand near it long enough to see or smell or sense what God might already be up to in the place they were going. And I might go so far as to suggest that nothing on the other side of such an error, the error of not listening, was going to go well. When I started this podcast a few years ago, my hope and intention was to bend my ear towards murky and turbulent waters in which important decisions are being made that change the lives and the trajectories of beloved human beings. What I wasn't interested in, and I'm still not interested in, is attending to the problems in those waters and obsessing over the problems in those waters as I understand those waters and those problems. Instead, what I've chosen and attempted to do here is to listen for the sounds of goodness and truth and beauty, to listen for what it sounds like, for goodness and truth and beauty to shine and stir and grow in places I don't fully understand, and in people I don't know yet. 
Which is to say that for the past six seasons, I have been learning to conclude more slowly and judge less harshly and act more wisely, primarily by learning to listen more carefully. Because if I don't do that well, I can't love well. Among the many short snippets of wisdom I've tried to gather at my Instagram feed is this one that I return to often. And it's one that actually guides a lot of the ethos of this podcast I hope you're enjoying. It reads this way. In order to wisely and lovingly deliver goodness to another soul, and here I would add another culture or their place, I need to know that soul, that place, or that culture. Because the lifeblood of any good work is listening. In the park near my house is a series of trails that intersect a small creek in a few spots, and in the winter, that creek rises and it's almost impossible to cross at one location. So a few years ago, someone built a bridge over that spot. They saw a problem and they created a solution in order to address it. Then a week or so later, someone else tore it down. And then in response, the original builder took some of the broken pieces from the first bridge and used them to assemble a new bridge. And I think that's actually how life works and moves forward, which is why I wrote that story into my next book entitled, It Is What You Make Of It. 15 stories that push back against the kind of it is what it is thinking that keeps us from entering into the world around us and living fully. The book comes out on June 1st. You can pre-order it now. I hope you do. 